0: hi love welcome to this episode of why aren't thou where i will be having a little chat about abortion and joining me for this episode is the amazingly talented and beautiful leo
1: hi Welcome. To- <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't be shy don't be shy <laughs> what was that word you used to describe the mic <laughs> get closest, phallic get close this phallic mic so you label yourself polymath. Ooh. What is polymath? Just <laughs> oh, educate me on that, one. that
1: Yeah, polymath means like, well, poly is many. So mm-hmm. I would say many interests. So I would like to think that I'm not just interested in science, maths, but I'm also interested in arts, humanities. And I think so much better to have a variety and a broad interest mm-hmm. and abilities. Like I want to throw myself into everything.
0: You not have like a favorite one that you enjoy? Like, no, I the love most. it all. No, you love, it, love all. it all. <laughs> I just love education and learning. I love it. I just love
1: it. Give me all. But also, I also love. Um it's learning but also then like all the like art and fancy dress and everything oh my god
0: this is what i was about to address because (laughs) you know how to throw a party you are literally the definition of extra and it's amazing (laughs) every time i see your party i'm like leo and it's literally fancy dress themed like over the top absolutely amazing what is like your favorite one that you've thrown or you've attended let's go theme wise
1: oh um that's such a hard, that's such a hard question. I really loved my Halloween party a few years ago that was like the, a villain's convention. Everybody had to come as a different villain. Amazing. Um, that was really fun, like a supervillain 666th annual convention. What did we- you go as? Um, I went as Hela, the goddess of death, because yeah. she, is the, she was the first woman supervillain to appear in Marvel's cinematic universe. I mean, that is and so good. I thought she's pretty badass. Empowerment all the way. Yeah. Plus the goddess of death. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went as her. I had this huge paper mache headdress, which I actually couldn't fit through the door. <laughs> um, so it was a bit of a nightmare, but it was really fun.
0: So your Instagram name is the Mathematical Mermaid.
1: Well done, I'm impressed because yeah. most people can't remember it.
0: <laughs> so where did that come from? Do you want to elaborate on that one?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so I guess that comes back to the polymath thing uh-huh. um, where I am working on, I haven't actually ever like finished doing it, but I'm working on doing maths videos for kids in fancy dress. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, do you know what? That would do so well on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what I... And so I've had the... Okay, but here's the stupid thing. I've had the account for years and the... On YouTube? No, no, no. Just the Instagram is building towards that. But I've never had the like confidence yet to fully do it. But it's in the pipeline. I'm on my first... working my first outfit
0: <laughs> I can't wait I'll literally be the first subscriber the first fan yeah I'm gonna have a kid just for this just specifically yeah. for this
1: yeah absolutely
0: you make so much money because my friend who has a kid who's like three years old shout out to Theo um she was saying that all he does is watch these same YouTube videos of this guy dressed as a clown like doing the alphabet and he's got millions of views and what is it when you reach it's over a mil or a hundred thousand on YouTube that's when you start earning money for it?
1: I would guess a hundred thousand because I yeah. think even some of the smaller accounts do make a lot of money um, or like okay, maybe they don't make a lot, but they make enough that it's like their living right yeah um, but this
0: guy is now off YouTube who also has his own range in Disney and everything the oh, Disney shop yeah oh
1: that's so great no i just I just want people to see that math is great, and also you don't have to be. Like, super geeky. You don't have to be... Like, you can also love everything else. You don't have to be the stereotype. Yeah. Which I, th- I think that's my issue. is like, people wouldn't necessarily guess that I love maths if they based it on my appearance. They kind of, like...
0: But it's like, someone that loves maths, what do you expect them? To, like, are we, still, are we still in society doing this generic geek of you wear glasses and, you know, yeah. you're ba- you wear a backpack with your straps, like, <laughs> pulled all the way down? Like, what is the definition of a geek? I, I used to love maths at school. Math was my favourite subject at school. Yeah. It was just something I was naturally good at and something that I naturally enjoyed. So, yeah. And, but the thing is, it, at school, it matters. And when you learn anything, it matters what your teacher is like. Mm-hmm. You know, if you love a subject, but your teacher is awful...
1: you 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 just completely lose the subject you
0: have no interest you just lose interest on the whole subject and it's just it's shame so yeah let's get this episode started So you reached out to me Mm -hmm. because you wanted to speak about abortion. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as a gay cis man, this is something that I would not experience with myself or my partner. But it's obviously another issue that I am more than happy to speak about. You can educate me. I have a few little knowledge that maybe I can educate you and we can educate everybody. Mm -hmm. And just have like a general conversation that needs to be happened and be pushed on other people to be a bit more open and a bit more aware about things and also i have a lot of women friends you know as a gay man i'm surrounded by a lot of women so i think abortion is still a very touchy subject Mm -hmm. you know where people don't really know how to approach it i feel like it's like a lot of the topics that i speak about people people are thinking it but they also don't know how to approach it but for me i will just speak about anything
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely. No, that's better
0: so that's how it is so you want to delve into why abortion means something to you
1: why this is important to me Yeah, um, is because I had an abortion. I was, oh God, it's a long time ago now. Um, I was 19.
0: Yeah. How old are you now?
1: I'm 27. It's funny to think that it actually was eight years ago. It, doesn't, it feels weirdly... Time flies Yeah,
0: way too fast, not really it? It's really weird
1: that. But I basically went through it pretty much in secret. And I just don't think it should have been that way. And I wish mm-hmm. people were more open about it because well it's the same for anything if you go through anything that's somewhat traumatic or difficult in secret because it's stigmatized by society it makes it so much harder i just think the conversation should be had more openly more frequently and people should feel more comfortable about it and be feel like it is something that they can talk about safely yeah it's Um, it's
0: okay to be spoken about whether that's at school you mm-hmm. your friends, mm-hmm. obviously society, even like television media, should be addressing these things. I mean, I don't watch any soaps, so yeah. I don't know how it's actually been addressed in soaps in the past. So, to be honest, I
1: mean, actually, that's a good question because that's something that I I was thinking about. Like, I mean, I guess a year ago, um, generally, I think that the portrayal in films and TV shows is like pretty. I don't know, limited, right? Or like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not very. It's not very accurate. But in Sex Education Show, that's the one on Netflix. Netflix. Amazing. I actually didn't know that they were gonna do a scene about abortion. I hadn't I like hadn't read ahead or anything. And so it kind of took me unawares. And I've seen it portrayed in other stuff before and it's never really affected me because it just doesn't feel very real. But the portrayal in it felt so real it was like the closest i've seen to what i experienced yeah and it just yeah i ended up sort of tearing up a bit cuz it was
0: i feel like you're tearing
1: up a little bit now no i don't. no no <laughs> i just no it's yeah it, it the thing is i
0: don't think people realize um because abortion is like so accessible in the uk mm. i do believe that sometimes people use it as a safety net you know they don't Mm. they don't worry too much about contraception and they don't actually realize the um, trauma that it has on the individual Mm. going through it like psychologically physically mentally because it is a lot to go through yeah um and obviously if you you, also if you feel like society stigmatizes it so you feel judged you often internalize a lot of that trauma Mm. which is also another issue
1: i think yes i think you're right like in the uk it's accessible and I think people don't understand what it necessarily is going to do to you but also part of the reason is that everybody reacts so differently mm-hmm. so one of the one of the things that I did because I basically not only was I not really talking about it I mean I would pursued it really in secret but even if I decided not to be secret about it it's not like I knew anybody who'd had one I didn't know anybody to talk to about it anyway and so I end up online on like some discussion board of people sharing their experience. And what was amazing was everybody was different. Everybody was struggling with different parts of it, whether they were struggling with the emotional bit before or after or the physical side of it or the mental, psychological side of it. Like there were so many different elements and people were from such different points. And I remember reading through and being like, none of these views or like experiences match my own at all. Not a single person here is saying what I currently am thinking and feeling and so whilst I was part of this community I couldn't have felt more alone
0: which is a massive eye-opener for me because I was just like like what what was your feeling like how far gone was you in terms
1: of yeah so pregnancy so um it was probably about a month when I I'd spent a month thinking I bet I am and the like the to me the horror of that meant I just like completely hid from it I didn't you just kept pushing it back and I pushing just it kept yeah, yeah I just didn't I didn't take a pregnancy test until I missed my period like for sure after it had been like maybe a week late and I was like fuck I'm definitely I'm definitely pregnant and yeah. and what was what was scary about that was I think I'd spent the past month like being at home with my family who had no idea it was Christmas time and
0: the last thing you want to be dealing with is a pregnancy
1: yeah and like and so and i just oh, i just felt sick and nauseous the whole time and i don't know if that was like pregnancy stuff feeling nauseous or it was like just like the fear mm-hmm. um it's probably a mixture of both yeah i think probably, i mean i think i i kind of do part of me now feels like if i was pregnant i would know because that feeling would come mm-hmm. back but oh my god and there was this awful moment where my mum made this joke about my sister being pregnant. <laughs> because she wanted to cure my hiccups, and give me a shock. So I, in my head, I was like, oh my God, my sister's pregnant too. I nearly said it out loud, which would have really shocked my Merry whole. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Granny, grandma, like to my, my, to my Nana and granddad, they would have been really shocked. So yeah. And so when I couldn't deny it anymore, I then went and had the pregnancy test and I, it was just a bit, depressing really i did it by myself in a train station in like the in the loo i had to pay a pound to go into or whatever like it was yeah. such a stupid thing plus pregnancy tests are so expensive as well so that itself is annoying and then when i saw that it was positive i just i didn't even react because i just i'd already known. You,
0: you'd already like dealt with it accepted it in your yeah. mind and you was like yeah i know this is what it is no
1: like i wasn't even surprised if it i would have been more surprised if it hadn't been positive and i that would have been a totally different experience um, then so you like, would have been
0: worrying about what is it, you know? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> because like the other, the other month I was like, I have an STD. I definitely have an STD. And then I took an STD test and I was like, just And it came back negative. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I was waiting for it to come back positive. Yeah. And I was like, now I was like, now I don't know what it is. Well, now it is. it's even worse. Yeah. But, uh, I, I was like, yeah, I definitely got Yeah. but I didn't. I was <laughs> like, no, I was actually like one time in my life. I was hoping I had like an STD just so I know what it is. Anyway, I don't have an SCD. I was—I just had a bacterial infection. Anyway.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you got sorted. Well, I got
0: it sorted out. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh,
1: no, no. But um, so then, oh god. I mean, then I was on the platform waiting to take a train home, and I just—I rang up my home, my home surgery, and was just like, "I need an emergency appointment." And they—if you're asking for an emergency appointment, you have to say why. And I just couldn't say it aloud. It like, that was really difficult. I remember, like, sort of crying on the platform. And, like, obviously I didn't know anybody around me, but I just couldn't say it out loud. I mean, eventually I had to.
0: But, like, you you couldn't say it because you, what, you didn't want to face the fact you was pregnant, you didn't want to say it yeah. in public, or you didn't want to say it across the phone because you all felt... All these f- things. Yeah, Literally yeah. all
1: these things. Like, just having to say it out, out loud, even though in my head I knew it would, was true and I'd already been thinking about it for weeks, Um, it didn't, it just, like, saying it out loud was going to be the moment that I really realised that fuck, I was in it the made situation. it real it made it really real yeah um, and then they were like okay you can have the last appointment of the day which was perfect because my train and when I got home I just couldn't tell my parents I had to go to the doctor so I just like pretended to take the dog for a walk and I just basically disappeared. <laughs> with the dog. With the dog. And you came
0: back without the dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: and the poor dog tied up outside the surgery for... Shivering how. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have to say what was pretty... I, I, I Like to me, this was good was the doctor was so matter of fact. He was just like... So what? Matter of fact. He was just so like... He was just really calm and really casual. Mm-hmm. Which obviously it's not a casual thing, but I needed him to not be...
0: To make you feel like...
1: This is a this, normal procedure. Yeah. You don't have to worry, which mm-hmm. obviously nobody else was going to tell me that because I wasn't going to tell anybody. And so he was just like, okay, cool. And where would you like to have your next appointment? And because I was going back to uni, I asked for it to be in Oxford.
0: But as a UK doctor, don't they have to also discuss all of your options before they put you through?
1: Now, uh, this is Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? When I had it, my appointment in the hospital, I had to have an ultrasound and
0: which is a t- very traumatic experience to see a heart because they show you a heartbeat yes. so
1: she goes there is a heartbeat do you want to see it and i said no no and i don't want to know i didn't want to know that and when she was filling out the form uh, even though she was across the table i could read upside down obviously and <laughs> one of the things that says like heartbeat question mark and i just saw her write yes and oh that really made my heartbeat go reading that because yeah. you know you can, like, heartbeat is life. So that was a difficult thing to, as you say, it was a traumatic thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And that was quite interesting. But what's really interesting is I've been in, this is so weird, I've been in, like, debates, discussions with mm-hmm. friends about abortions where they've not known I've had one, okay, because it, it has been a secret for most of the past eight years. and um, Shit. Sure. Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. I've no, heard, I didn't,
0: no, sorry, go on. Yeah,
1: well, no, I've t- I've been more open about it yeah. in the past year or two, but for a long time, for like most of the time, it was a secret. And so it'd be hilarious having people debating what abortion was like in front of me, being like, I actually know. <laughs> I can't tell you why I know yeah. better than you guys right now. But I remember people being like, you. it's illegal to get an abortion without two doctors saying that, you need it because you're at risk if you don't have it, and I was like, yeah. Wait, "What? I don't remember." Like, I don't remember the doctor assessing me for risk. Like, but apparently that is what would have happened. Apparently he would have decided that I can't just get an abortion because I want to. I I have to say, I need it because my my life can't mm-hmm. function if I don't.
0: But I think um because I know also knowing some other countries where abortion is illegal unless the person who's pregnant his life is at risk yeah sometimes the doctors will, a lot well not sometimes a lot of the time the doctors will kind of just like let things go and brush it under the carpet because they know this woman wants an abortion and nonetheless this woman will get an abortion anyway whether mm-hmm. that be like a diy home abortion or some pills off the internet which is dangerous they're going to have an abortion so a lot of the times the, the doctors are quite lenient and they're like yeah You know, so sometimes they won't even ask the questions and they'll just do it, which is is good.
1: I think it's a good thing. I mean, at the end of the day, they're the medical professionals. They're the ones that are making, they should be making this decision. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that know that ultimately if they hadn't, you know, if this guy hadn't granted me the approval or whatever it was he had to do, which, you know, I didn't really fully understand at the time. But if he hadn't granted me that, what the hell would I have done? Yeah, I probably would have looked at like... A dangerous route because I couldn't have had it like I just know I couldn't have had it mm-hmm. and he probably and that's probably what he assessed me for was the fact that if he didn't I would have gone down a, a worse route and it been like it is in this lady's interest have an abortion and then you get referred I think within two weeks to an, another place and for me it was one of the hospitals in Oxford and I think that person there is the second signee who says yes this person does need mm-hmm. an abortion. Yeah. So in between those two uh, appointments, I went back to university and I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. And I just felt like so ashamed. So I stopped like hanging out with my friends because the weird thing that happens, considering we're all like 19, right? The weird thing is once you're pregnant, you realize that people talk about pregnancy quite a lot. They talk about babies quite a lot, which is, it's weird because why would you? But even at the age of 19, none of you were expecting, you think. And you, it just comes up in conversation. And every time it did, I would sit there being like, feeling really like, dirty is probably not quite the right word, but feeling really ashamed. Well, if that's
0: how you felt, that's how you yeah. felt, you know? Like, I it's think... not you describing everybody as an abortion, it's just describing exactly how yeah, you felt. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I just, so I just decided I'd stop seeing friends. So I, I didn't really see people. And I didn't even think. You know, I would just rather not be in that situation. One of my yeah. friend's sisters was expecting a baby. I, I So, like, having that around me, I just felt really...
0: A constant reminder as well. Yeah, it was just a
1: constant reminder, which I just didn't want.
0: If you could go back now... Like after you, you've obviously you've had this whole process, if you could go back now and give yourself kind of like maybe one or two pieces of advice, what
1: do you think it would be? I just don't think I would have done anything. Well, okay. It's a good question because realistically, I just don't think I could have done or would have done anything differently because that was such a long journey for me. I told one person, I told two, two these two boys who were medics and they were my, like my best friends at the time and they were amazing they made me feel like so much better that i couldn't have done that without them and one of them then came to the hospital with me and that was and he like sat there and waited for me the whole like it was like a long thing you know and that was so nice of him
0: in the uk actually i think it's in if you're in your last trimester you still you can't have an abortion
1: so up to i think the law at the moment is like up to 24 weeks you can um, elect, self-elect to have it. How long are you Sorry. pregnant
0: for? How many weeks is there?
1: Um, what's nine times, if, if, nine times four? 36.
0: 36 weeks. 36. Yeah, so it's your last, so it would be around about like your last yeah. trimester.
1: So if there's a fetal abnormality or complications which could prove dangerous to the mother, in that scenario you are then allowed to have one after 24.
0: Whereas in other countries though, even Poland. No, not Poland. Definitely not Poland. Definitely not Poland. Even um, <laughs> Russia and Romania. And you can go and get an abortion at any point within the pregnancy, whether that oh, even really? be... I watched a film last night. It was a Romanian film. It's called Four Months, Three Weeks and Two Days. And it's called that because they said that's around the time when a baby starts to, to reveal sensitivity. And that's when you should be very cautious about having an abortion. And it was like, Back in 1984, when it was still communist days in Romania, Mm. and it was like a DIY abortion. And they went in this hotel room, this girl, and they got this guy and basically had an abortion. And then it showed, like, the baby on the floor, like, wrapped up in a towel, covered in blood. And even at four months, it was very still... It was literally just like a miniature baby where everything was formed. It had its fingers, had its toes. So it's like the massive conversation what people push for, like, these pro-lifers is where
1: where's the line
0: where is the line yeah when does the baby start developing like sensitivity and like feeling
1: <laughs> in history in the uk that moment was called the quickening so basically they decided this is more from religious leaders say in the uk
0: which most of these people fight in. to make abortion illegal is for religious they're saying it's religious reasons but I think it's just a cover up but anyway sorry
1: No Simien you're absolutely right you are so right So Thank you So (laughs) up until I'm going to get my dates wrong up until the 1800s the people that would approve of abortions was the church so the church said you were okay to have an abortion up until the quickening the quickening is the moment that you feel the baby kick so in that sort of period, they felt that that was when maybe the baby had a soul. So up until the moment where you first felt the baby kick, your priest would be like, Yeah, have these herbs, have this abortion. It's not it's not a baby yet. And this is around, I think, sixteen weeks. So four months. Four months. And which is similar which to is the similar, Romanian yeah. the Romanian, where they said four weeks, four months four three moms, weeks. Four months, three weeks, two days. Yeah. So What's really interesting is the whole religious pro-life is really new and there's a lot, there's some interesting research that actually, as you say, there's something behind it. The pro-lifers, so-called religious Mm pro-lifers, are being co-opted by people who are racist because they would rather have more white babies Mm -hmm. or people who are anti-women because women are supposed to be submissive baby carriers. So as much as they like to say it's religion like you know what fuck
0: off. yeah fuck off fuck yes off. <laughs> so have you just heard yesterday what happened when the new conservative woman who got voted onto the supreme court Amy Coney yeah Garrett. which mean wade for throw yeah which is the fight for abortion to be illegal in America right mm-hmm. am I right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so there's been sh- so much ma- Ruth Ruth um Eddie Ginsburg. yeah notorious who absolutely amazing woman so she fought so much for women's rights all over mm-hmm. um anyway so Amy who's now just been appointed to the Supreme Court is most likely going to make abortion illegal yeah. in America, which is already illegal in some states as it is, like Mississippi,
1: Georgia. I think Texas, it's really difficult. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there is actually some states where it's legal and it cannot be changed, no matter what the Supreme Court says. But the Supreme Court is predominantly made up of straight, cis, white males, which angers me for starters. How can a man decide what somebody who has a womb, what they do with their body...
1: Well, because they've been doing it for centuries, haven't they?
0: Yeah, and they're probably going to be doing it for many more years. And it's actually time that we step up and say, no, fuck you. Yeah. This is my body, my rules. Yeah. It's literally a basic human right.
1: Can you imagine if I got a bunch of women together and we were like, you know what? We're going to remove all the testicles from cis men and there is nothing you can do about it. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're not gonna do that though (laughs) (laughs) so what i'm saying now is it's time for contraception with people with testicles
1: yes please
0: it's time for contraception for males it's time for contraception for people with testicles right listen to this so in the 1970s in china and in 2016 in germany they did the same clinical trials right
1: yeah i read about this actually
0: it's crazy right um so this was a contraception for people with testicles where they inject it's like a liquid into the tube that carries the semen and it kind of like blocks the sperm from traveling up to get to the penis head therefore like it makes you kind of like it infer- doesn't make it infertile it just stops the sperm from traveling. So these tests was done in 1970 and there was a 93% like success rate mm-hmm. and then in 2016 in Germany the same test was carried out and there was a 96% test rate right but the reason why it wasn't commercially produced and taken to market was because of side effects right so listen to these side effects and tell me if these sound slightly similar to the side effects that female contraception has right so there was nausea there was acne there was mood swings and there was loss of sex drive and headaches so this is the reason why it wasn't produced and it's not available to people with dicks but yet the, exactly. pill, the pill the injection like everything that's given exactly exactly what women go through so tell me if it takes two people to make a baby why is a contraception mainly left down to people with wombs why why or oh, why <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because those contraceptions got passed before medical the same medical scrutiny we have now that's what's so stupid about it they wouldn't pass clinical trials now because of those side effects. If you did another study with the contraceptive pill now, those side effects would mean that it would not pass the study. But it was at a point where they were like, we really need to give women choices. I mean, like obviously, at the end of the day, I think contraception is amazing, and I'm so grateful that Mm -hmm. we have it here in the UK. We have it with the NHS. That is amazing. And I wouldn't change it, but if we could get some male contraception... I'm down for it. And if they had to have mood swings and so low, low sex drive, <laughs> like, so what? That's likely, exactly, so what? <laughs> it like... be good for them.
0: <laughs> um... Horny bastards. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to list you off some countries and you're going to guess oh, whether fun. abortion is legal or illegal. Okay. Yeah. And by illegal, I mean it's going to get your ass thrown in prison.
1: Yeah, or worse.
0: Philippines.
1: Ooh, with, um, what's his name, Duarte, I would say it's illegal.
0: <laughs> Correct, yeah. Russia.
1: You've, already, about you've, to say- already, you've <laughs> already told me that it's, like, very legal. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, you've got to get this one, yeah. Um, Egypt.
1: I would say illegal.
0: Yeah. Uh, predominantly, a uh, lot of Islamic countries is mainly illegal. Um, Sierra Leone illegal it's illegal and it actually has the highest number of death rates in the world oh. due to pregnancy complications That's um so, so norway
1: Ooh, illegal yeah yeah, yeah norway. oh god i mean i yeah, feel like all <laughs> these like jesus the scandinavian it's countries, gotta be yeah, yeah <laughs> all these scandinavian
0: countries just have to be uh dominican republic
1: mm, is that a catholic country i don't know i think it's illegal
0: Correct. You're not, you know you you literally one, two, <laughs> six out of six so <laughs> far. <pass> <laughs> Smashing this one. Uh Vietnam. Mm,
1: okay, that could go either way.
0: hmm mm, legal? Huh?
1: Legal. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh and last one, Jamaica.
1: Ooh, tricky. Uh oh, I don't know. Mm. I couldn't even make a guess.
0: Well, you got to. Okay, legal. (laughs) No, it's actually illegal. It's even illegal to just talk to a doctor about abortion (gasps) in Jamaica. Yeah, you get arrested if you just talk to a doctor about it. Not even, I want to go through just like. Mentioning it. Yeah, which is crazy, isn't it? Like freedom of speech and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's still illegal to be homosexual there. Not clued up on Jamaican. No man, mandingo coming my way. (laughs) 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 But the thing is, making, like you were saying before, making abortion... Illegal isn't going to stop women no. from having and abortions. Actually, full stop.
1: It just leads to more women dying, which, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. At the end of the day, it shouldn't really be a moral issue. The moral, if there is a moral issue, the moral issue is: should we save women who would otherwise put their lives in danger? Yes, that's where I the mean. Moral it's issue
0: not. It's it's a basic human right that doesn't even need a question. Yeah, you, you should know? have
1: control of your body.
0: Agreed. Completely agreed. And this is why it angers me so much when you have specifically men. But even more angers me when women are fighting to make abortion illegal.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Women who are, who are on that side, you're so entitled to your opinion, obviously, but just don't try and take away that choice from other women. You should respect everybody's individual choice. That's
0: exactly what it is. Don't take away a choice from somebody. Yeah. Don't, that's it. Like they're, they're, they're entitled to a choice. Yeah, that's I mean, a human right. It's a basic human right.
1: Yeah, choice literally. choice for anything. Choice for everything you want. You should have a choice. Exactly. I, I mean, much like with Amy Coney Barrett being elected into the Supreme Court pretty much is for sure, obviously. And that's pretty depressing. And you think that's happening in somewhere like America where they already have abortion rights. Similarly, in the UK, we have people like <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg, who he's the leader of the House of Commons, I think, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. and... He, three years ago, was saying that abortion should be illegal, even in the case of rape or incest.
0: Right. So there is, is, he said it should be illegal. It should be illegal. Okay. So there is actually countries, e.g. Poland, um, where if your own dad rapes you and you're 12 years old and you fall pregnant, Mm -hmm. you're not valid to have an abortion i can i just can't comprehend why someone would can turn around and say to a 12 year old girl who's fallen pregnant because she's been raped by her dad and say sorry you're not entitled to have an abortion you have to carry this child through which could potentially lead to complications in a pregnancy yeah. due to incest
1: and and also due to the fact that she, it's a 12 year old carrying and, a child and, uh, yeah and just, to that one just slipped over that. my head yeah. sorry yeah. No, i mean like but both are valid right and both are it's yeah it's inconceivable that 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 is the case. And I do find, like, even though we are so lucky to be here in the UK where it is, there are safety things, f- like, for us women, it just, it doesn't fill me with great confidence that somebody like Jacob Rees-Mogg is in Parliament with those views. It shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be the case.
0: It's time for a new Parliament. It's time for a much younger and diverse Parliament. Yes. It really, really is. Like, wh- when is the country not going to realise there's thousands of people, if really we could kind of just, like, what's the word, uproar? is it uproar and literally just uprise the uprising uprising is coming literally turn over the government and fight for all freedom equality for everybody
1: i mean the last thing I, i wanted to say is that in the uk one in three women will have an abortion by the time they're 45 so if it's one in three women that is a
0: high amount of women yeah it's a
1: lot right and why therefore is it so secret and why are we not supporting people and why do we not check how they're feeling and check that they haven't got depression afterwards and check Mm -hmm. that we are supporting them through what can be a traumatic experience
0: this is something that we need to kind of sit resonate with think about and also think about how we can change that as a society because it's not just you know like just it's
1: it's legal so if it's already legal why are we not as a society Mm -hmm supporting people we need to change that individuals need to be more open about it
0: agreed and i see i just ask blatantly right i ask questions sometimes like have you had an i, I was speaking to my mum the other day i was like have you had an abortion yeah i love it and even the way that she kind of answered it was a bit like hesitant I was like what I was like, it's just fine. It's like me asking you, what have you had for breakfast this morning? That's how I see yeah. it. But I also forget also the experience is traumatic. So that's why it's kind of, you can't really just go out and ask people because it is a personal thing and it is a traumatic thing like we were saying. Mm. So you also need to be careful with the wording. So don't just go around like I do and ask. I don't just go asking random women. I'm not at Greg's. I'm like, thank you very <laughs> much. Also, have you had an abortion? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean- it's like within friends, within your close friend circle, um, Breaking down like the barriers, breaking down these like stigma stigma, stigmatizations, stigmasi- Is that a word?
1: I mean, I like it. Let's go with it. Add it
0: in English dictionary because it is now.
1: <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, so there's charities like the reproductive rights, which are fighting for a world where every woman is free to decide whether or when they have children. And they're trying to make access to quality reproductive health care where every woman is literally free to make the decision of her own body, her own rights, whenever she needs, without discrimination. So there's charities like BPAS.
1: So BPAS is the British Pregnancy Advisory Service. And they are amazing. I mean, we've got a few different bodies in the UK who do provide and support abortions, but they're the ones that I was referred to and I just love them. I'm such a fan yeah, girl because they just do everything. <laughs> um, and
0: they provide like aftercare treatment and
1: well, so they they do they do lots. They do like lots of campaigning, which is even though the UK is obviously I would say like world class in its in its abortion
0: compared to a lot of other countries. Compared yeah. to
1: most countries, especially, um, they still like campaign for stuff a lot, which is is super cool. And like one of them was the northern the Northern Ireland. Um, amendment, which I think happened now like three years ago. That was like a long campaign that they were heavily focused on. Really important during COVID. Um, they did a lot of campaigning to get, to mean that you don't have to get two doctors to sign you off and that you could do it over the phone. And So in
0: the UK, you still have to get two doctors to sign you off before you can have an abortion? Yeah. Wow, I was not aware of that whatsoever. Yeah,
1: because even, as you say, even though we are leading other countries in in this Mm -hmm. uh, human right, Uh, even then, we still need two doctors. But with COVID and everything, they, I think, if I'm correct, they somewhat relaxed it. And you then had to have a video appointment, I think, with one doctor. And then, depending on how late you were, they would send you the treatment in the post, which that's pretty groundbreaking. And that was especially amazing for women in relationships that um, are subject to like domestic abuse Mm -hmm. and domestic violence. And so those women now had like a really accessible way to access this treatment and this support, which is pretty amazing. So B-PASS do things like campaigning for that.
0: That's amazing. Which is really cool. Shout out to them.
1: Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really need to give people choices
0: Basically, abortion is basic human rights for everybody. Trans people, non-binary people, intersex people, non-conformers. And I think, actually, I know that it's time for more male contraception, for contraception people with dicks, and less responsible for people with vaginas. (laughs) So that wraps up this episode of Why Aren't Thou? Thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much for sharing that with me because I wasn't even aware until you said like obviously eight years ago when you had an abortion, you haven't really spoken about it so much. So I feel very privileged and honoured that you actually shared that with me and also with whoever's listening to this podcast. I appreciate that so much. Thank you.
1: No, I mean, my pleasure. And I just, if anybody's listening and is going through it, you are just not alone. I think you just have to just know that Mm -hmm. it happens to lots of people and we're all struggling with it, but it's going to be okay.
0: And if anyone wants to reach out on you on Instagram, The Mathematical Mermaid, go ahead. She'll also be tagging my post for promoting this. So please contact her. You're more than happy to speak to people about this.
1: Yeah, so happy. Everybody.
0: (laughs) So it's your boy, Simeon Taylor.
1: And I've been Leo.
0: And this has been Why Why and Thou?